welcome back. What's good, bro? Tonight, your weekly sports pod. Follow the baller back with Nabil, the real deal. Sex appeal? Okay, fresher, fresher than the color, color teal. teal. We're here to talk about um, something we've been anticipating for a long time. Yeah, disclaimer, this is another not, not your weekly sports pod episode. Like three in a row now, dude. Bro, I think we're on like a streak here now. Yeah. I respect it. You know, it's a little time in sports. We, we know the Astros are going to be in the World Series. So we're, we're not talking baseball. Season. We're waiting for, yeah, we're waiting for October ball. Yeah. Um, the Texans are perpetually in shame. Uh, the Texans, I think if there was like a show representation of them, it would be the scene of Cersei walking down King's Landing through the peasants and all that stuff, butt naked with the woman behind shame. her ringing the bell. Shame. Fucking beautiful. That's the Houston Texans. It's shame. Is that Davis Mills as Cersei, in your opinion? Or who, who's playing Cersei in this role? I'm really curious. I think Bill O'Brien's chin still carries it's, the role of it's Cersei. still at I this think point? It, wow. I think it haunts you in the dark corridors of energy until the end of time. I respect that. I thoroughly respect that, though. Yeah. So, you know, basketball season obviously is in its most quiet time, if there is such a thing in the 12-month calendar. So here we are, talking about what has given our life meaning for the last few months. <laughs> and that is the anticipation of our return to Westeros. We've got House of the Dragon, the new HBO exclusive, uh, produced and directed by some of the Game of Thrones OGs, right? Miguel Sapochnik. Yeah. There's a couple other big figures. And uh, George R. R. Martin, very closely tied to the production and writing and direction, yeah. to be quite frank, of this series. Much like he was in season one of Game of Thrones before he went way more hands off to, you know, not write The Winds of Winter. So here we are. Episode one. Damn. Drops last Sunday on HBO. The HBO Max app crashes mm -hmm. because so many people are watching it. I think it's here to stay. Episode one we'll talk about, but 60 second elevator pitch. Tell me what made this episode successful, and then we'll talk about our opinions of it. Man, I, I cinematography, brand recognition, loyalty, fan base, great actors. I mean, you can, you can name adjectives all, all, all you want to, but I mean, it, it. I think it gave the end viewer what they were looking for and had no surprises. You were expecting a Game of Thrones-esque type of show in every essence of it that reminded you of it without being a cheap knockoff. And it did it for episode one. You know, it followed the cookie cutter formula. It it fall it, it went down the road, bro. It was similar to a Marvel movie, right? You knew exactly what you're looking for, and you're getting it, and you provided me what I was looking for. We uh, we talked about some differences when we texted each other. Mm -hmm. This is the first time we're talking about yeah, the show dude, together. Yeah, it's fucking wild, man. But when we texted each other, we talked about the differences. How this didn't feel like Game of Thrones yeah, episode dude. one for for both good and bad. So let's start with the good. One of the things you mentioned, man, is um. It's a very like fast-paced, fun first episode. They do things in this first episode that they never did in Game of Thrones. So just to kind of give ourselves a version of this trivia for the listener and for you, Nabil, tell me something you noticed from this first episode that Game of Thrones never did. Oh, man. I would say at first, just like the pure brutality, I would say, like outside okay. of... Uh, Outside of like the fights that you had between you know the snake and the you know and the fucking mountain, we saw a child whose body parts were dismembered and disfigured in the first episode, the first scene of Game of Thrones episode one. Yeah, we saw a woman 
literally fucking c-sectioned in like the most gruesome fucking way let's save that oh yeah i mean it's we saw scenes and you know the whole daemon targaryen as well just like going ape shit and you know even the fucking the jousting shit scenes as well like the gore i think uh i I think sealed the cake for me for that one okay one thing i'll say first of all a narrator was there ever an episode of game of thrones that you remember off the top of your head where it was narrated a scene no, like the introduction. Yeah, no, you're right. I haven't. Never. I can't so think of that. Yeah. It opens with the elder version of uh, Rainy. What's her name? Raynar or not what the fuck her name is? Not Rhaenyra. Is it Rhaenyra? It's Rhaenyra. You're right. And then Rainy's was the queen who never Correct. was. It opens with the older version of her character. Yep. Um, you know, the daughter of Viserys, the the king who we're not going to spoil anything from the He's books. He's a cuck, by the way. What's that? He's a cuck. He's a cuck for yeah, sure. Yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. He is, uh, he's the definition of a grower, not a shower oh kind gosh. of dragon. Absolutely. Yeah. Done. He did ride Balon, so he's got some balls. He's the last living Targaryen to ride Balon. Ooh. The dragon Aegon rode. Balon just sounds like a dragon with just a massive pair of nuts. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just yeah. walks around with his Balon. Have we seen dragon nuts on Game of Thrones yet? Not that is yet. the question. Not, not yet. I think that's going to be for season two when they end up, like, upping in an extra 20 mil. They're like, you know what? You've done well. I hear Matt Smith. Just good, good spanking and then be able to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So Rhaenyra, the elder version of her character, who we won't meet until episode six, narrates this flashback scene, which again, Game of Thrones did do a flashback. They did that with fucking Bran going back in time, right? But a flashback scene of the original naming of Viserys as the king when there was the lineage issue with Mm -hmm. old King Jaehaerys. And you go from that scene to like a decade time jump. Yep unprecedented never done before in game of thrones yeah and so to make that work bro to take all these initiatives to take all these steps i think you nailed something in one of your lists of things this episode did well and that's brand recognition this didn't hide the fact that you were in westeros that Mm -hmm. this is the game of thrones world right one of the things that i noticed that was like huh they did that was the very opening scene where the the fucking words come on the screen, kind of the prologue, right? right? And it says, it is year, what is it, like 90-something AC, after the conquest of Aegon mm-hmm. the Conqueror, and King Jaehaerys sits on the throne, but he has no heir. Uh, this is all 172 years before the Mad King and his daughter Daenerys Targaryen was born and all the letters fade out and, and it's it just Daenerys, before Daenerys yeah. Targaryen. It's like great. <laughs> I was like, all right, that's that's a little on the nose. Yeah. Like treat your viewers with some respect, like they're intelligent people. Don't no, no, no. You, had, you gotta go for you gotta go full for them. Like it's been a while. <laughs> we we think that you don't remember yeah. us. Here you go. We'll put one on one together. We had some good times together, exactly. did we not? Here, exactly. let me let yeah, me remind you of uh season three, season four oh, Daenerys. Yeah, add one and one together, you know, it's just like that's all it is. Boom. Yeah, beautiful. Well said. So, you know, there was no secrets to this being Game of Thrones. And I thought it was an interesting strategic choice on their end to do that. And I think that took a little bit of the magic away. Is everything already being established world-wise, right? We haven't even seen Old Town yet. That's going to come down the line. But more so just introducing such a high volume of characters in this first episode. I know you feel a certain kind of way about that. I think this is going to be a slow burn that really starts to pick up after like the sixth episode when yeah. we go to the older version of themselves. You know, the actors and actresses who are going to carry this show for the next four seasons, which is the plan. So just give me your thoughts on the negatives of episode one. What did you think there? 
man, the only negatives I would think of is like, I, I, I didn't understand the concept for the first, uh, for the first episode for how I felt like the exposition wasn't enough yet. I still felt like it was dragging for the, at the same time. And I think that's, you know, I, not partly to blame on them, but for some reason, I felt like episode one of Game of Thrones, like there was no part of it where I was just like, yeah, this is slow. Like this is, you know, something that I'm like, I, it's unnecessary. And every single moment of that first episode, for anyone listening to this, by the way, go go back and rewatch season one of Game of Thrones. Oh, fucking That's phenomenal. Probably like one of the three greatest shows during the golden era of television ever for a stretch, right? You can take a season stretch, a three season stretch. Some would argue... Uh, Six season stretch. I think that was one of the first times, bro, that we actually saw like like an A list actor start taking up TV shows and being serious about it too. So I mean, yeah. like that was that was ballsy of them. I don't think we're ever gonna see that again. That was Boromir, man. Yeah. Boromir puts balls on the line for the Hobbits Done. again, and he got his head chopped off this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least Aragorn was there to have your back. Right, right? come on now, before my king, bro. That's it. That's it. Um, so the too many characters part. How do you feel about that? You think it was? Did they do it right? Do you think? Is there anyone you're attached to? Because from season one of Game of Thrones, episode one, obviously everyone fucking loves Ned. Yeah, he's the honorable one. Absolutely, everyone feels a way about Jamie. And by the end of the first episode, you're like, "Fuck, Fuck that this guy. guy!" But at the same time, like, damn, he's kind of cool. Um, there were characters people were gravitated to from the get go, major and minor. Yeah. I remember thinking, like, of all the Stark kids. Arya is my favorite. Oh fuck yeah! Team Arya from day yeah. one, bro. Arya was like it was. It's you know retrospectively when you look at that character, I think the funniest thing is to see what we thought of her episode one, and then you know that whole her character arc was just fucking phenomenal until what you know and essentially turned out to. But just yeah. that whole progression of character from where you look at retrospectively what she was to what she turned into to what you probably initially thought that she would end up being, and it's fucking crazy. One of, one of the biggest things I think people need to, and we'll get back to House of the Dragon in a second. But one of the biggest things people need to understand about George R. R. Martin writing The Winds of Winter is, sure, we're gonna it, it's going to be dope seeing what happens with Stannis, everything up north, the fucking free folk, yeah. if M- Mance Raider's really dead or not, if, you know, Aegon the Conqueror, which was never introduced in Game of Thrones, is really a Targaryen right. coming from the Golden Company. But him doing justice to Arya's storyline is going to be amazing in the books. Oh, really? Yeah. Because her storyline kind of cuts off. Yeah, hundred percent. After like her training begins, and they like, I think they drop the ball with her. Yeah. But anyways, not to go on a tangent, bro. Was there a character? Give me two that you feel the most closely tied to and that you're excited for. Is there anyone? Yeah. Even to begin with, I would say da- Damon right now has a very uh, Jamie Lannister esque like vibe coming to him right now yeah. like kind of like all right brutal but at the same time honorable you know what i'm saying at the end you kind of like he makes his own circle of, uh, of redemption i think you're gonna have a very similar storyline to to that here so i'm kind of i'm like he's he's a cool character from what i see think, think about this for a second with damon targaryen is is there any other character and does this even apply to him in the first episode who's made their intentions clearly known and have no true ulterior motives no, in all honesty, I mean, he's the only one that I look at him like, yeah, brutality. Like he he tells it like it is. Yeah. He He's honest about all his takes. He's not trying to trick anyone. And he's upfront about what he wants, the Iron Throne. He wants to be the heir. He wants all the power with none of the responsibilities or, you know, threat of being meddled with, if you will. So I love him. Give me give me the other one you were going to say. Yeah, the only other one right now that, I, that, I'm, that I'm not going to say I, I love, but... 
Uh, I'm really into Otto, the Henry yeah. King, just because like he's giving me like little finger vibes. Like, you know, there's going to be some like him whoring out his daughter to a king ailing for, you know, it, right when his wife has fucking died and his, his kid has died. And hey, you're supposed to be like one of the prettiest girls in all of fucking Westeros. And yes, go in there wearing your mother's fucking dress and seduce this man so I can get, you know, more political power within within the fucking, you know, council that I'm in right there. So I definitely see some little finger vibes in him and I'm kind of keen to see what happens. And the backstory, I guess, as well behind why Damon and him have such beef where, you know, it's just not explained. You see that they just hate each other, but you don't know what's going on with that. So I'm, I'm curious to see what goes on with that as well. Otto Hightower. Hightower, baby. Hand of the king. He's an OG, man. Um, I love his character. I also get strong Tywin vibes mixed mm. in with Littlefinger. Like when he's, that scene you're talking about where he sends his daughter, Allison, who I'm not going to spoil anything, but um, he, he tells her, wear your mother's dress. Never looks up from his book. Never makes eye contact with her. Much the same way Tywin, like when he didn't take people seriously, he's just doing his work while you're talking to him. He's just carrying on. He'll listen for a second if it's important. He'll engage you. Otherwise, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see his character. I think the arc between him and Damon is gonna be really fun. Yeah. And it's gonna pick up pretty quickly in the next couple episodes. I mean, you so be excited for that. Yeah. Like one thing that really got me. I think I don't know how you feel about this scene, bro. But it was kind of like the the scene where you also saw that Damon wanted to be the hand of the king, and you know Otto got it instead. So it really makes me think like, does this come from jealousy? Is this some sort of like, does he truly feel betrayal? Like I'm really keen to see like the emotional aspect of where this really comes from and really derives from. So one, I think that's one of the positives I'll say about this episode was kind of like the emotional vulnerability of the character just off the get-go um you see their insecurities you see what they are really cocky and confident about so i think that's going to lay a pretty good foundation here for what we can expect for the character hopefully i haven't read the books but hopefully by the end of the season as well yeah i don't think it's going to be like a redemption for him i think it's more going to be you just learning who he really is um and don't forget man like this is a time period where lannisters are or not lannisters Targaryens are brutal motherfuckers. 100%. Like they're conquerors and they're killers. That's how they got the Iron Throne, right? And they come from an ancient world. So there's a, a dragon. What's that? Yeah, but dragon. And they have fucking dragons that, they, <laughs> that rode them over from that magical world of Valyria. So Damon, it's kind of like he's your prototypical Targaryen in a lot of ways, yeah. right? He's brutal. He's a great fighter. Loves adventure. Seeks power. And will fight for it and seize the ulterior motives of men. That was one of the great things about Aegon and many of the Targaryen kings afterwards is they could find the schemers and they knew how to deal with them, yeah. right? The the classic is, no, the opening scene, Jaehaerys is in the fucking ruins of Harrenhal naming his heir. That's the greatest demonstration of, oh, you're going to build the greatest castle ever? We're just going to burn you. We're going to cook you inside of it. <laughs> Come at me. And we're going to, whenever I name my heir 100 years from now, I'm going to do it in this fucking graveyard that I built. Fucking, yeah, brutal shit. So Damon is, in a way, like, kind of Viserys is the current king's best ally. Because he's right. Yeah. Like, he, see, he calls out the small council members all having motives to seek power and personal gain from Viserys. And he doesn't see it. And he's right. Viserys, as we learn through the episode, is a weak motherfucker. So I think a lot of people are going to grow to love Damon. And I love them setting up and making you really think with his character the whole arc of he goes out to King's Landing with the gold cloaks, that scene where 
you know, they're introduced and you see that he's brought them from a motley crew to these feared golden cloaks that are so well established in Game of Thrones mm-hmm. that you see are like the feared city watch. And you see where that starts. It starts with him. And he establishes law and order, right? Just chops heads off. By the way, do you think those were real sentences? Like they were doing street work, street investigation and finding the rapers and the murderers and then calling them out when they find them during that raid? Or no, they were just fucking hacking away at innocent people. Oh, bro, they were hacking away at innocent people. This, was, just, so? this was straight up meats on the table, boys. Okay. That's, that's the message I got from it yeah. too. I just wanted to make sure we're on the same page. Um, But yeah, again, like, when you hear him on the small council and he's defending his actions, bro, all these noblemen, like the richest and most important people in Westeros are coming here to this place that has like a, probably the biggest collection of poor people living in one place on this continent. And you want them to feel safe. We need to, we need them to fear us. Yeah. So yeah. Makes you think, man, like, am I okay with him? With what he did, just ripping the cock off of a man who was probably just about to eat bread and chill with his wife. No, homeboy just accepts the role of like judge, like jury and executioner, right? Like yeah. this was the version of what like in the, in the Dark Knight Rises where you had the scarecrow pretty much, you know, choosing for people to be uh, to die or yeah. to live. This was the brutal version of that. This is the Mortal Combat version of yeah. like I'm just gonna chop your fucking arm the, off. This is the version of like, hey, Biden's announcing ten thousand dollars of student loan forgiveness. So you can vote for Kamala when 2024 <laughs> comes around. Uh, like I'm putting this down payment here so we can make it down the line. Make it happen. And yeah, sure enough, it made it down the line. There was complete safety at one of the greatest tourneys at King's Landing. Other than the safety of Emma, his fucking wife, King Viserys' wife, performing a live C-section on a TV show. Fucking A, bro. That was... Just talk to me, man. Just yeah. What was that? That was just a fucking uncomfortable goddamn experience. Yeah. The whole thing. Like at first, it's like goddamn it. Like they, you hear Viserys and you know uh, the the fucking you know we're going uh, to bring the babe out. Ex- exactly. Like you you hear that fucker like talking to him, uh, talking to each other, and it's like all right. So you're you're really gonna do this? Jesus. And then right when you see those nurses like you know bring her and hold her down, she gets scared. Like oh fuck, they're really gonna do this, aren't they? And, and, and Emma is yeah. so visceral through the whole experience, yeah. bro. Like she really doesn't want to die. She was so tired of bearing these pregnancies. And it this last like, one is going to yeah. be the end of her. It seemed like rape in all, in all honesty, yeah. technically. Like it was like, you know, being to do something without her will. And then at the end, you're fucking straight up committed murder. Like where's gonna Yeah. No, fuck it. We're going to kill you. And double, that's double it. Murder. Double murder, bro. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I think that really established the cuckism for me for uh, Viserys Targaryen uh, was, was that move alone. I mean, how he reacted to that, uh, you know, how he reacted in that situation kind of really shows character. In uh, in Trump's America, is performing the C-section to try to save the baby, but the baby dies, is that considered abortion or are you going to jail? Only in Mississippi. Only in Mississippi? Yes. Maybe Alabama. Can we throw Louisiana, parts of Louisiana? Parts of Louisiana. Okay. The trifecta. You have to. It's a little string there. That's it, bro. God bless America. That's the Bible Belt. Yeah. I, uh, I re- so I rewatched the episode with my mom the other day and... Family tradition, yeah. Mid- Middle Eastern to. people watching, you know, incestual sex and and, and dragons rape blowing scenes. up people, fucking great. Yeah, beautiful thing. And dude, it was it was like you said, hard to watch, it's just uncomfortable. Like I thought it was a little much. Um, and it makes you. I don't know how we're gonna feel about Viserys down the line, but it makes me feel a lot less sympathetic to him. And I think that's gonna be a big part of his character is the guilt he carries from that action. 
So yeah. none of this is in the books. Like there oh, really? is no source material for Viserys. George R. R. Martin was on record saying, you know, one of the things he enjoyed seeing on the Game of Thrones series was characters that didn't really have a lot of shine in the books and them fleshing them out in the TV show. You know, the prime example he showed was Shea, mm-hmm. Tyrion's whore. Yeah. He's fucking great. And much the same way, he lauded Patty Considine, the actor who's playing King Viserys, for what he did to this character, who really, we don't know much about him. All we know is he reigned over a peaceful time, didn't have a male heir until later, which, again, spoiler alert. And uh, he was considered a weaker Targaryen king, not seeing you know the schemers around him. That's it. Like everything we're seeing with this character is uncharted territory. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with one of their main characters, a, probably a one season character. Um, when in episode one, he performs an unspeakable action. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's going to be, uh, I'm kind of keen to see where, where it goes with that. How who, you know, who in his council really is actually trustworthy. Like what actually happens, uh, you know, with that. And, uh, my whole thing is like I'm thinking as well, like you know, just the foreshadowing of Otto sending his daughter uh, into like his bedchamber and him wanting to fuck. It's like, does something actually happen? You know, it's was that just a one-time coincidence, and or is that something actually built to something? And then are we talking about succession? Like, you know, it's it's a lot of questions I'm having with that alone. Like these little things that low, happen. Low key, this is kind of like closer to succession than like a Game of Thrones in terms of the spine of the story. Yeah, 100%. Right? 100%. So, <laughs> I mean, King Viserys is kind of the antithesis to Logan Roy, but... Oh, God, he's a pussy. I'm, I'm, I'd be more afraid of Logan Roy in his fucking, you know, in, in his virgin wool sweater than a fully decked out Viserys Targaryen. King Agamemnon version of Logan Roy will fuck some shit up, dude. Oh, my God. Full confidence. Ten fuck-offs and you're, you're done. That's yeah. it. Wow. Um, was there, other than the scenes we mentioned, bro, was there a most favorite scene of yours from this first episode you want to discuss? Oh, dude, the jousting scenes were great. Yeah. Um, I thought like, yeah, the Sir Cole, what was his name? I think it was Sir Cole, right? If I'm not mistaken. Sir, Trist- Sir Colton, yeah. Sir Tristan Cole. Sir Tristan Cole, uh, so Cole yeah. Uh, Sir Cole and, uh, and Damon's, you know, the jousting matches for what that led to. Um, you know, the fucking, then you had like the fight out of nowhere. It's just like these dudes are like literally trying to chop each other's heads off. Like this is what peace, what, I think it was a comment that, uh, that was made that, that they essentially stated like this is what peace does right like this is what uh, grows seed in the balls. balls yep and then steel in the fists like it's <laughs> it's like seriously like okay cool yeah it makes complete sense so just seeing that um, seeing like uh, seeing Damon actually lose that was something that I'm like okay well like what does this do to his self confidence what does this do to how his his peers view him like I'm kind of curious to see how, how that works uh, worked as well so that was a pretty cool experience. I think that was a pretty cool scene for me you haven't even seen him, seen him on his dragon really I have not that's the thing bro he uh Caraxes his dragon is the most experienced battle dragon of all of them oh, so shit. it's seeing, like some shit up seeing them too which we're gonna see pretty soon I'm not gonna spoil but you're gonna like this shit um be ready for some like season seven the Targaryen army destroys the Lannisters on the road. Oh, that's very shit. kind. That's, that's a very beautiful... Think, think like episode three, we're going to see some shit like that. Oh, that's going to be very nice. So, yeah, that was good. And, and like, dude, again, like, this is the producers of this show saying, we know what the people want. They want fucking Game of Thrones. They want a bunch of scenes of characters scheming and talking, some dragons thrown in, and just jousting in a field. Beautiful. That's all you can ask just, for. I could have just done without the... You know, C-section. Yeah, just, just maybe a so, yeah. A yeah. little more milk of the poppy wouldn't uh, have hurt at that point. A lot of milk of the poppy. I think you just, you just fucking drown her in that shit. Yeah. Um, for me, bro, 
any scene involving Damon and Otto Hightower. Oh, fuck yeah. They're jests at each other. Damn, like Damon going as far as to call out his dead wife. Yeah. That was tough. Yeah. So seeing yeah. all that, I think that's why Damon is going to be my favorite character of the show, bro. There's going to be so much gray in all these characters. I don't know if there's a good character among them. Oh, other, like a other than like Ren, Other than Viserys and Rhaenyra. Like, I don't know from what we've seen if any of these characters are free of, you know, guilt or any kind of blame for what's going to happen in the events to come. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's one thing I've, I've noticed about this is like every character I've seen thus far is, you know, morally, you know, very morally ambiguous, right? Like you don't know if any one of these guys, I mean, there's a flaw in every single one, right? Maybe Rhaenyra is the only one where you look at and it's like, there's, you know, she's supposed to be that flawless queen right now uh, just because she, uh, she's so young. But then again, we I, I, we haven't seen her adult version of what she's she's there from there. Like every child, unless you're Joffrey Barath- Baratheon, is usually a very cute, good, fun-loving kid. Um, so let's see what actually happens. And I mean, uh, you know, she got you know name being named successor as well. Like, what what happens uh, what happens with that? So I think she's the only character right now where I could say like isn't morally ambiguous right now. So yeah, her, um, the dragons, of course. I mean, just. I felt bad watching them being commanded to go into the pit. Like, Imagine the same bad dragon in Valerian, just bad dragon. Old, old ancient Valerian. Beautiful. That's it. Just tell him a bad dragon. It just stops and just like says like it just cowers. Yeah. I think it's, that's yeah. Power move. It uh it passed the Baba test. Oh really? Yeah. Episode one passed the Baba wow. test. We started at nine thirty p.m. He was supposed to go to work, so he said, "Oh yeah, no, you guys go ahead and start it. I'll I'll leave halfway through because I gotta go to sleep." Nah, man, he didn't leave Bro. halfway through. He stayed all the way through the Damn. end. Trooper. Uh, he started chuckling at the scene where the dragon pit guys were directing the dragon back into the pit. He said, oh, they couldn't do this before. I'm like, well, Dad, this is a- this is actually before. So <laughs> That is freaking awesome, bro. That's yeah. all you need a little bit. That's awesome, bro. They passed the Baba test and the Mama test. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a dub. I think you got him for the season now? I think so, bro. Wow. I think it's a Sunday tradition. Wow. Who would have thought? Yeah. That's fucking dope. I think this show is going to be great to binge too. Yeah. It's not going to be the slow week to week burn that, oh, we're going to be talking about the episode the whole time like Game of Thrones was. So I hope, I know HBO's not. HBO's never going to stray from their model, at least in the near future, but it'd be nice to get like a six episode release. Oh, man. Is there, have they said how many episodes they're going to have this season? Is it I just think it's 10? nine or 10. Nine or 10. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Damn, that's, good. That's, that's spreading it thin, bro. Like 300 million or $200 million budget, 10 episodes. Like that's a. Thin budget. I think that's probably like what we're talking about, like by text, where like the whole fucking the dragons and shit, like or like what like the VFX thing you mentioned up as well. Like yeah, the v, the VFX. I just feel like it didn't look like the Westeros I've seen, like the King's Landing that I've seen before, particularly like the shot opening shot of Rhaenyra riding yeah. her dragon into the city, like King's Landing. I don't know if it's the VFX. I don't know if it's the camera they're using. If it's meant to be seen on a big screen, I'm not sure. But it just looked less authentic. Yeah. The scenes where they were in the actual set pieces looked better. Mm-hmm. But any anytime they were outside, it looked off to me. Even the jousting scenes. Yeah, it was really weird, right? So all the practical effects, I think, like, were fucking A1. Like, again, like, the props used for, like, actual, you know, human flesh and, you know, whatever was fucking done for the C-section. Like, yeah, that was immaculate. I think the VFX, it just costs, you know, like, your, you know, your fucking digital work is going to cost so much just to be able to get the perfect, you know, the perfect team to actually do it all and just the cost it takes per. I mean, dude, 10 episodes... 10 hours worth of VFX work. That's 
fucking expensive. I can only imagine. Like you get that same on these Marvel movies. Only have, you only have two hours worth of content here that you have to do it for, and you can you know go balls to the walls and get the best things in the world. I just don't think that you can really with this realistically. So I mean, I guess we got to deal with Aragon looking dragons, bro. Yeah, I I think they did the dragons right. I don't you think agree. so. I don't fully agree with that because I know how different the Targaryen dragons look. And that's a point they're trying to make. Think about Game of Thrones, man. Like anytime we saw Drogon or the other two and like, think about it. Can you name the other two off the top of your head? No, I cannot. I think it's like vague, vague, no, Vagar. Viserys is one too, right? This, well, Viserys no, is her brother. It was, one of them was named after Viserys. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. One's named after Viserys. Um, Viserys and Rhaegal, Rhaegal, named after Rhaegal. Drogo. Yeah. So they all look the same, yeah. like with a slight color difference when they got older. Yeah. One of the things that Game of Thrones really highlights, like the books especially, is the distinctness in not just looks, but personality of these dragons, which you're going to see a big emphasis on going forward. Oh, I have no problems or qualms with the character of the dragon. I just think like visually, it just it looks, looks animated. Like, yeah, this, I would just say like the ones from Game of Thrones, they looked extremely intimidating there was nothing about them there was a part of this dragon i just looked at him like it's fucking cute that's that's it's cute as fuck like i want to pet that thing yeah like i, I genuinely want to pet i do not want to pet the fucking the dragon from game of thrones fall but i, I wanted to pet this guy and yeah. that's just something that i found like yo man just scare me even the last like even the like the last scene of what like when it like uh when it hit the ember for uh you know for the dead wife um it looked cute just having like like having like fucking you know smoke like a fire come out of his mouth i, I wasn't intimidated i was more like huh that's cute it's crazy. It's going to be crazy comparing the this to Game of Thrones dragons. Like, you know, Daenerys's dragons by the very end of Game of Thrones are supposed to be like three to five years old. The youngest of these dragons is like 10. And oh. dragons grow as they get older. That's why Beleriand was the oldest dragon in the realm. The only one to have flown in Valeria hundreds of years before and so he got to a point where he like just couldn't grow anymore he was so fucking massive just smog so you're gonna see some dragons in this series that you're like what the fuck that's it's borderline like horror movie shit oh that's gonna be some good shit right so there you should be excited bro you're nice. gonna see some stuff see some Charizard porn right there bro yeah Vagar that's all I'm gonna say be on the lookout Ooh. any closing thoughts on the episode you wanna talk about man nah bro I'm excited like I'm just I'm, I'm thoroughly just excited HBO HBO has been doing it really nice, bro. This is HBO, HBO primetime. Succession's coming back. Game of Thrones is in full fucking gear. I've fallen in love with industry. Like they are, you know, they're in their primetime. I watched the first episode. What'd you think of it? Fucking nice. I you liked it. it? Okay. I love the characters they've introduced so far. Okay. You have seen nothing yet for episode uh, for the, for the first season. I'm happy you, uh, you enjoyed this. I've seen yeah. the first two episodes. Oh, what? Yeah. All right. So you're peer point now. I got. I might you. watch episode three tonight. You got me spiced up. Bro, season two has been even better. Was the first episode where the brown dude dies? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I've seen the second episode. Yes. Look at you, bro. You caught up on the fucking. You're you're, an, you're HBO already. Like you are a. Uh, they've got you for life. I was they? I was a promoter of it back in the day. No, you were you got me on Game of Thrones. I got you on. I've you got me on many Game of, Game of Thrones episode one cherries. I've been like, there. George R. R. Martin owes you a fucking dividend for everyone she got in. Hi. Yeah, he does. He talk to you like one, one of the, the free strippers HBO gives him every week. He owes me. You think he's living that life? I think so. He has to be, bro. Yeah. There's he no he looks like a man of excess. Yeah. Just look at him physically. No, I think like legit, like if it, ta if it takes him five years to, you know, make a book, 
from from one point to the other. He was parting his ass off somewhere in a fucking yacht with some strippers and like Dude, a lot of coke. Think about the sex scenes that he wrote in Game oh of gosh. Thrones. He's and manifesting, how, and how like now his only dream is to like live those out with the money he's made. Oh my gosh, he's manif- You know, he's found his own shape. Yeah, they call him what? They call him like the Tolkien of America, like American Tolkien, and it's like, bro, like yeah, it's. I'm, I imagine what I would truly want to be like a fly on the wall of J.R. Tolkien and George R.R. Martin meeting for the first time, and like how the fuck that would work. I think they would very much hate each other 100 percent. george R. R. martin would call him out for his racist shit too 100 percent. like all the fucking thing in the world right there you have a very conservative christian uh, you know religiously theology oriented man and a guy that likes to have brothers and sisters fuck right on, on camera and have dicks chopped off and show show the absurdity and dangers of religion too in his texts it's fucking amazing he's yeah. gonna look at him and be like yeah yeah this is what really happened lord of the rings bud yeah that was fucking i'm sorry i hate to say it yeah so yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be, I want to be a fly on the wall for that combo ball. Yeah. There you go. Boom. I think we did it again. We just created a beautiful scene in a movie. What are we going to call it? Give me a title. Woo. What are we going to call it? Lord of the Fucks? White meets right. White meets right. Wow. Lord of the Fucks would be good, too. Lord of the Fucks. On that note, we fucks with y'all. Thank you for listening, as always. More content to come. Until then, bye. 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 <laughs>